Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I, I, I like that new um, Sum 41 song, Landmines. Ooh, that is a good one. It's probably one of my favorite new songs in the past couple of months, I would say. Yeah, they're kind of like that. That whole pop punk thing is kind of making a nice little comeback right now. Yeah. You know, Blink-182 had their big album. Uh, Sum 41 has that awesome song out. And that When We Were Young Festival is just popping off down in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty cool. I know a lot of people have gone down to that and... They're having a pretty good time. So, Land, this is on the final album? Yeah. A so double was, album. So, it was a little surprising. Earlier this year, Sum 41 announced that at the they're done. That's they're it. done. That's it. Stick a fork in them. They're done. But before they go, they will release one more album and do one more gigantic tour. So, really, they'll be done in like two years, probably. I hope they still like each other. Apparently they do. Yeah. You know how I know that? Because I have two of them on the phone right now. Get out. And I wore this today? Well, not, it's not even a phone. It's a Zoom. Oh, no. Still doing those things. But we got Cone and Dave Brown Sound from Sum 41 here to talk about that song that you love. Hi, fellas. I can't help but walk through your landmines. Ten feet and I'm going my Lots of news came out about Sum 41 this year. Uh, the biggest, obviously, being that this is kind of it for you guys. You announced you got one more album, one more world tour, and then you're going to ride off into the sunset. So at this point in your careers, how did that decision come to be? Why now? It's time. It's been, you know, about uh, almost 30 years. And uh, after that, um, after the amount of work that the, that this band does and the workload that it takes on, um, I think it's just burnt out. Um, a few members and if we don't all want to be doing this then why do it i mean trying to get um the chemistry with somebody else at this point it just doesn't make sense for us so it it's time and it you know it, it feels right and and um as far as everybody needing to be a cohesive unit but i mean it's also like Conor, how do you feel i mean it I'd, I'd love to keep playing music, but it's... Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is that we're ending uh, and it hasn't, it's not like we're Fleetwood Mac. We're not, we didn't have a big fight. No one, no one's fist fighting yeah. or, or uh, having sex with someone's wife or whatever. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm happy like that we're able to end it on a, on a high note for us because we all, we met when we were 14 years old. We're, we're a, a high school band. Um, so, and we were friends first. So to be able to end the band uh still really good friends is 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 good for all of us i think and i i really like that part of ending the band that way rather than who knows you could drag out our band for another 20 years but then then it could end back you know you know you never know always leave them wanting more i think that's the lesson i learned uh yeah you, you mentioned it i, I was kind of looking it up today i'm like how old were these guys when they started the band and you were like in your mid-teens when you kind of kicked this thing off and then then you got the record deal and made the albums and it all came together and so you know 30 years i think is what you said 30 years later almost 
it must be mixed feelings that this is kind of there's not much road left in front of you. I think that's the best way to leave it, though, because if if um, we see uh, a little bit of of sadness or feel some sadness over it, that means that it was really, really good. And I mean, to to kind of get to a point where it's like, ah, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I I think that that's just it's beating a dead horse and it doesn't do anything for the band or add any value to a ticket. Yeah, we've never we've never been a band just to do things for like a paycheck. You know, we were we were we were a band that went to the van. We didn't make money. We lived at our parents' house. Like we 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 played in front of pot five people. So to just to go do this just to get paid is not really um, it's not really who we are. And so yeah, I think all of us will still probably play music in one way or another. Um, just not together anymore. And I think uh, you don't often get the luxury, you know, the fans of some 41, when the news came out, they're obviously kind of crushed to hear that this is kind of the end of it. But the fact that you guys kind of, as you said, are leaving on good terms and the fact that there will be another record and there will be another tour, they will get a chance to say goodbye, which you don't often get with bands. That's a big part of this whole, uh, whole thing too yeah that's kind of why we did the announcement months ago because we wanted we wanted to lay out um their last album and then we'll lay out all the touring details so people can you know make their plans if they want to see us for a last time they can do that whether you know it's in edmonton or um, wherever they want to go like we're gonna we're doing the whole world and the thing is i think for all of us i don't know probably for you too dave but it doesn't feel like it's ending soon because it's still like we're gonna be going into 2025 with this tour so I mean, we're not going to be like Elton John and coming around the same city five times after we've said goodbye, but um, it'll be a long world tour. And you guys, so we do know a little bit about this album. You guys are probably still even working on it. Uh, Heaven and Hell. Uh, we've come, what we've kind of heard so far is that it's kind of a, a double album type thing where the heaven side is more of your pop punk past and the hell side is more of kind of the, a, a more of a, an aggressive sound that you have kind of been doing more recently uh I mean, what else can you tell us about that record how's it going how's it coming along oh it's done oh it's, nice it's finished yeah yeah um we're uh, we're going over artwork we're going uh over release dates so yeah it's it's done the uh the new single landmines has been doing really really well and um we're super proud of it i mean i think that this is the the best kind of amalgamation of everything that some 41 is for us to go out on yeah we have like uh it's funny with our band because obviously we had the fat lips and into deeps early on uh so like people categorize us as pop punk and then throughout the years we got heavier and then there's like we have like these fans that'll be like i only like into deep the pop punk stuff and then we have fans who are like i don't like the pop punk stuff i want to hear your metal stuff it's like so uh, so we give them this album is like well if you don't like the, the metal stuff listen to this side if you don't like the pop punk stuff listen to this side so it's like yeah i think like dave said it's like a good way to go out and hopefully please all of our fans absolutely and you kind of mentioned landmines i'm sure you're getting the same reaction we're getting over here at sonic and that is people are eating it up it's actually our top testing song right now people love landmines and they love they love that some 41 there is a special appetite for kind of a trip down memory lane so to speak oh that's awesome to hear i mean thank you everybody for that that i mean because th that was one of the songs where i think both of us uh it, it just got that chorus just got into our heads just as we were tracking guitars and and bass on it and it yeah it was a no-brainer as as far as uh what to what to release first it's funny with that song too and a lot of the pop punk stuff that we're releasing derek was writing during the pandemic and he's our, obviously our main songwriter but he was writing those songs for other people and so that landmines could have been someone else's song 
And it, luckily, thankfully, he didn't give them away. And he decided, like, yeah. no, I really like these songs. And so he sent them to us. And we're like, yes, we like these songs, too. Let's do these. We got reminded today of In Too Deep, too. It seems like when Derek writes for other people, because um, In Too Deep was written for Snow. What? So, yeah, absolutely. So it, it seems like when he writes for other people, he comes up with his best stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow I, I didn't know that in too deep was originally for someone else it was for snow yeah man yeah absolutely wow yeah, snow were, back yeah he was like he i guess they were kind of starting this little group way back in like 2000 and uh and it's there's a version of snow singing on it oh man that just seems weird it seems wrong now 20 years later it just seems wrong Oh, no way. No way. Snow <laughs> is a very, very underrated Jamaican DJ, man. I don't want to talk to you guys like you're dying because you still got, you know, you're still, you know, young guys, really. But now that Sum 41 is kind of in, in its final stages, have you allowed yourself a chance to look back on what you guys were able to accomplish as a small band of just pimple faced teens out of Ajax, Ontario, that blew up and not just had success in Canada, but internationally, which very few bands are able to do to break out of Canada and and play around the world. I don't know if I ever really take the time. Do you? Do you, Cone? I I, I kind of just keep on going. You know, it's funny. Like, I, yeah, I try not to look back right now. I'm sure maybe we'll do that when the band's actually ended. But I think we're forced to because obviously we're doing it. People want to talk about it in interviews, and also we get a lot of messages on it on social media about it. Um, and 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 people throwing us like old photos, old videos of ourselves. But I don't think any of us um, have like sat there yet because, like I said, like we're we're going in like deep into 2025. So we're we're kind of busy. We're kind of focused on the new album rather than the ending. Nice, nice. And so the what we've heard about the new album is spring-ish. Is that kind of what you're eyeballing? Yeah, early, early, early next year, spring next year, somewhere in there. Yeah. That is Cone and Dave from Sum 41. Guys, thanks so much for stopping by. That was cool. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. You know what I'd like to do for those guys for a retirement gift? Next time they're here in Alberta, I'd like them I'd like to buy them all an oil change. Bring them all in, all members of the band. Mm-hmm. Say, here you go. Thanks for your years of, of music. Of service, musical <laughs> service. Here. Come with me to Lube City. And you know what? When you take them there, you know that their car is going to be treated right. Like family, I say. That's right. Uh, If you need an oil change or maybe need to get your winter tires installed on your vehicle, Lube City. They got 27 locations in Alberta. Find the one near you at lubecity.ca. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Just two guys watching the world go by. It's weird. I'm not a fan of, like, I don't make a scene in public. I like to be a wallflower and blend in. But boy, do I like seeing somebody make a scene, as long as I'm not involved. You don't mind being scene adjacent. I got. I love being close. Ooh, I love being close to a disaster. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, Bryce, you and I, we uh, both read that text that came in. I'm trying to find it now. Oh, yeah. Uh, good morning, guys. I just passed a kidney stone a half hour ago. It went funk in the pail that I was using. I believe we have the actual audio right here. I believe we have it. Stand by. Oh, good. Hmm. It's like a radio Uh, documentary. I like the unprompted update on his kidney stone. 
Um, I, I then texted back and I was like, was it as brutal as I've been led to believe? And he said it was. Uh, He's still sweating and it's been an hour and a half since he passed it. If you could do something to avoid this ever happening to you, I suggest you do it. I don't know what that would be. Is it drink plenty of water? Chew more? Chew more? Is that know. what it, I thought I heard that once. You don't chew your food well enough. Oh. And then I was reminded, remember when this little ray of sunshine called the show? I believe her name was Kat, and she uh, told the story of her dad just causing a total scene. I believe it was in an old spaghetti factory. Oh. Yeah, at the old spaghetti factory, and my dad started doing not too well. He started sweating and having a kidney stone attack, and <sighs> we're all... Uh, you know, trying to enjoy our meal and had to wrap up fairly quickly. But he's kind of a pro at causing scenes in restaurants. Oh, man. But when you're passing a kidney stone in the old spaghetti factory, it's hard to be discreet, right? <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> was, he, was he yelling? Was he... He went white as a sheet and just was sweating and uh, he... I think he was, like, pacing, had to go to the bathroom, came back. Yeah, he's not doing well. And Oof, yeah. Yeah, it was not good. But he had another scene in Original Joe's, which we have not been back to. Oh, no. What happened there? <laughs> it was some sort of, like, medical episode, and it resulted in, like, him laying on the ground uh, next to the table and ambulance coming, and it was, like... Yeah, my, my mom got back to that restaurant. <laughs> oh, man. It sounds like Kat's dad might be a bit of a drama queen. I was just thinking, like, laying on the floor in a restaurant oh, would gonna... feel would just feel illegal. Like, I you'd know. feel... That'd be the worst part. It's not the heart issue or whatever. Oh. It's like, oh, my God, why am I laying on the floor next to this table? Oh, I can see underneath the salad bar. <laughs> you don't want to see those things. Passing a kidney stone... Might be, is it my new biggest fear? It yeah, seems like I have no a reason to be afraid of it other than the horrific stories I hear about it. Yeah. So, it seems just- <laughs> like a disaster. So if, especially if you have to do it in an old spaghetti factory. That'd be the worst. You're like just trying to enjoy be. some spaghetti and meatballs. Uh huh. <laughs> wow. Remember when we did that? When, when was that? This past summer? We were just talking about when uh, you caused the total scene in public. Some of those stories were fantastic. That's where that one came from. Wow. And the oh. fact he's done it twice. Yeah, yeah. maybe uh, maybe he is a bit of a drama queen. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. This one just came in a moment ago. It says, not sure if this counts as public, but when I lived in the dorms at the University of Saskatchewan, I let loose a thunderous belch in the cafeteria. The whole room of a couple hundred students went silent for a couple of seconds. And then wild cheering erupted. I felt like a rock star. Neil, listing in Saskatoon. Uh, I don't know whether to applaud this or to be absolutely repulsed. But I'm leaning towards applause. So congratulations, Neil. Thank you for that. Uh, this is from Gary. Guys, talking about causing a scene. I saw someone last summer working on his car in the Canadian Tire parking lot. It was not going well. He started swearing and wailing on the fender of his car with a wrench. Another guy kind of stepped in, calmed him down, and stopped him from doing more damage than he had already done. But I'm not sure if he ever did get his car fixed. Ooh. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. People causing a scene in public. Or maybe you are just sort of there and you're in the blast zone and you want nothing to do with the scene that's being caused by that person you're with. 
This my, my my hands start sweating immediately as soon as I start talking about this. I can't stand being dragged into somebody else's scene. But this one, <laughs> I laughed at this one. This is from Melissa. I caused a scene in a Medi Center. I was sick and needed a note for work. This was a few years ago. I went to the front desk to get my note. She stated it was $30. Mind you, I was making minimum wage. I said, wow, that's expensive. She snapped at me and said, I don't make the prices. I kind of laughed and went to the ATM because they didn't have a debit machine. I handed her $40. She said then I had to go get exact change. I said, if you're charging people here, shouldn't you have a float? And then I laughed. She didn't like that. Then snapped at me again and said, just give me $20. And I replied, I thought you didn't make the prices. She got real salty and yelled, you are never allowed to return here. You're not welcome back. So that's how I got banned from a Medi Center. Wow. Melissa. Sounds like that one lady had a real case of the Mondays going on. (laughs) Also, why is it $30 for a note? Because it's their time. That seems their time. Yeah. Isn't it their job? Well, I know, but I doctors... Know. That seems insane that you need to pay for a note to say that you're sick. Well, doctors still need to get paid. So they'll treat you for free but charge you for the note? Well, no, they get tra- they get paid for treating you, too. Why is the note not included? This makes no sense. I cannot be convinced this makes any sense whatsoever. <sighs> Do you work for the government? <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. No, it's, when I go to my doctor, there's... I don't know. There's a thing on the back of the door when I'm sitting in there, and it gives you all the prices for different notes. That's ridiculous. What a racket. Wow. What a racket. <laughs> As someone who used to be a doctor, Bryce, <laughs> I find this offensive. I do like how hard that lady snapped, though. Oh, I do, too. This is the Garner Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I thought I'd be paying for a doctor's note. I thought that was perfectly normal. But uh, as it turns out, everyone on the text machine is raging right now. It doesn't make a lot... like. I always thought of it like this. You call a plumber to your house to fix a leaky faucet, and while you're there, you're like, oh, uh, can you adjust my shower head? Or, you know, something like that. So you're paying for an extra service. That's what I thought. And I don't want to debate doctor's notes all morning, but I always just thought you were just sort of, it's an additional service. It's just weird that you go in, they'll check you out, tell you what's wrong with you, write you a prescription, but then for a note to prove that you have a full body rash or whatever, you need to pay for it. I don't know. If you could write a prescription, you can write a note. Uh, okay, so I was wrong. Stop beating up on me. Wow. Let's fight. I don't want to fight. <laughs> Let's just not get sick. That'll be a lot easier. Sure. That easy, right? Okay, can we all just get along now? Can we? Anyway. Let's blame the system. Yeah, man, the system's busted. Bryce, you should be running this province. It's so obvious. It's the Gar Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Ooh, this one makes me cringe a bit. I pulled the fire alarm at work one day, sending about 100 people into the parking lot because I smelled smoke. Oh, oh boy, I like where this is going. In my defense, a couple of my co-workers also smelled smoke. Turns out contractors were doing some roofing work on our building. I was pretty embarrassed. Holy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Especially if you shoulder roll over to the fire alarm. Everyone panic. Everybody out. Oh, I thought it was going to be someone was cooking something in the kitchen. No. But the roofer work, that's still just as good. Oh, this one too. My sister called the cops on a guy she saw sneaking around her back alley one night. 
It was a guy that lived three or four doors down. He was looking for his wallet that fell out of his pocket earlier that evening. She was mortified. Samantha. Is that really a scene? Uh, Only if he finds out. Only be mortified if he finds out. If the police turn and be like, she called us. <laughs> yeah, if you she look called your, us. You look out your kitchen window and the police are talking to the guy and pointing at your house. Oh, boy. Then I would be mortified. Yeah. How about, let's talk about one time that you totally caused a scene. Okay, even if it makes you cringe. Work through the cringe with Bryce and I. Man, the fi- I'm still thinking of that fire alarm one. Because when know. you pull a fire alarm, they would probably show up. Oh, I don't know. Holly, can you... Oh, because I would think they would just show up. If it wasn't a scheduled test, I bet you they just show up. So you're standing out there. It probably takes 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And then there's a bill for it too, right? If it's a false alarm? I would think so. Oh, boy. Yikes. You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Hey, I caused a scene by accident. Does that count? (laughs) Well, yeah, sure it does. Be ready to cringe because this is uh, even saying it makes me cringe. I accidentally kicked a stranger up the butt. Oh boy! With force. You with force. You accidentally kicked a stranger up the butt. It was a case of mistaken identity. From behind, they looked exactly like somebody I was expecting to be standing at my friend's door. I got out of the taxi, saw them standing in my friend's doorway, ran up to them, booted them hard up the bus. They turned around and it was someone selling utilities. It was British gas. And the guy has never, never, I don't know what he thought was happening. My friend that was speaking to him, the owner house was so embarrassed, we ended up sitting down in her living room for 30 minutes and changing her service provider because she was so, <laughs> she was so embarrassed. Oh. <laughs> so, the person you kicked in the butt, what did they yeah. say? They were just completely shocked. Like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> just mm-hmm. turned around like, what the heck? Oh, boy. <laughs> the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Talking about that one time you caused a scene. This text, though, like, here's another person that could probably benefit from the Garner Andrews Show Embarrassment Relocation Program, where you can uh, cast off your shame, humiliation, and embarrassment, start a new life where no one knows you and the things you've done. This is from Brian. Oh, I cringed so hard when I read this. Uh, Brian said, I caused a scene at my in-law's house last Christmas Eve. My wife's brother bought his wife a new Lexus for Christmas. When I got to their house, one of the first things out of my mouth was something like, hey, Jana, let's see your fancy new wheels. The place went dead silent. All I remember is a bunch of people shushing me and shaking their heads. He hadn't given it to her yet. It was parked in the neighbor's garage. He was giving it to her on Christmas morning. My brother-in-law was furious with me. I had no idea. I thought she knew. Nobody told me. There was a lot of shouting and some really hurtful things were said to me. I wanted to die. I did offer to go home and skip Christmas Eve. He said, yeah, I'd appreciate that. But my wife and some of the aunts insisted I stay. Needless to say, I caused a scene and there was definitely an edge to Christmas Eve. Brian. Thank you for that, Brian. Oh, ever spoiled a surprise? (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy.